The Sarah Andrews and undefeated Baylor are on the national radar once again. We know Sarah's been here before. We got lots more to talk about, though. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Welcome Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi there, everyone, and happy Thursday to you. I am Howard Megdahl, host of Lockdown Women's Basketball, and I am delighted that you've joined us once again. Over 170,000 of you showed up in December alone, the way we show up for you six days a week, talking all things women's basketball. And of course, it is not just me. It is the incredible team over at The Next, at thenexthoops.com. We have over 100 reported pieces about women's basketball every month. Subscribe now, $9 a month, $72 a year. Get over 100 of them right to your inbox. Whenever we have a new episode of Lockdown Women's Basketball, right to your inbox. Make sure you support today. And I think maybe the best way to describe Baylor <clears throat> is a um, undefeated team killer, uh, having uh, come in and defeated TCU last night, went down to Texas, beat Texas as well. Of course, that's nothing new. Uh, Baylor having won 14 straight at Texas. Sarah Andrews, who is at the center of all of it. Sarah, you guys own Texas. How does it work? Do they write you a check? Do they yeah. have a, a case full of money? You know, take me through what that experience is like. Uh, first and foremost, you know, Texas is a talented team. You know, um, sorry for what happened to Roy this year, yeah. but Texas is still a very talented team that we knew when we went into that game, we were still going to have to play because now that they're wounded, they're even more hungry. You know, they want to win for Roy. But um, I think, you know, Jada stepped up in a way. Dre stepped up in a way. Yaya came in. Bella did big things. Bugs did big things. I mean, I think this seems just so phenomenal because you have so many different weapons that on any given night, anybody can go off. And that's what's so special about this team. It is remarkable to see. And again, you know, we've written about Rory. You're right. Texas has so many good weapons, even with Rory out. And we hope Rory gets back here soon. But you're right. This team, this Baylor team, 13-0 and right now. And not with a cupcake schedule, to put it mildly. You guys have gone out, you know, big wins over Utah. I, I mentioned, obviously, Texas and TCU do that in the span of four nights really sets the tone for what you guys are able to do. But nobody is averaging 30 minutes a game. Nikki Collin spreading things around. We know that you guys have had to do more with less due to injuries over the last couple of years. How different is that just for you as somebody who's such a point of attack guard at both ends of the floor to be able to have that extra freshness going into the fourth quarter? Uh, I think, you know, it shows that now we have a lot of more legs that sometimes we might not have had um, down the stretch. Um, this team has so much depth. That's the special thing about it. Like you said, nobody's averaging over 30 minutes, and that's kind of what you want at this level because every game in the Big 12 now is a is a hard game. You have no cupcake games. Um, you know, you're going to have to come out and play your best basketball, and it sets you up going into the NCAA tournament because this league has gotten so much better. So not having anybody average over 30 minutes is a blessing because you can't say many programs have the type of depth that we have. It seemed to manifest itself in the second half. You know, TCU had a lead, 
uh, late in the second quarter, and you guys seemed to turn on the Jets and find it. Yeah, how much of that was just adjustments you're making at halftime, and how much is that being able to manifest and play your game even more in the second half? I know, obviously, you know, cutting down on turnovers was key and something that Nikki was talking a lot about after the Texas game specifically. Um, I think you we've grown in the area of coming out in the second half and being better in the third quarter. I think in the past um, we've came out a little lagging in the third quarter, but I think that's the area that we've grown in recently is coming out with that firepower because I think now we have those – we have legs up under us that some teams don't have going into the third and fourth quarter. We play in transition a lot, and when you're playing in games like that, you got to have legs to keep playing at the pace that we want to play at, and that's what you kind of saw against TCU. You saw us take it to another level – and have wind and legs down the stretch that I don't think they had like we had. It really makes a difference, obviously, in a lot of ways. I wonder how much it makes a difference in your three-point shooting. I know the last time we spoke to had you on the program, you talked about it as a point of emphasis, you know, just to make sure the listeners are aware of just how big the jump is. You have managed to make over, I, I believe, 44, yeah, exactly, 44% of your threes this year, it's up from 33-9. I want to highlight a specific area of the court. Uh, at the top of the T3, you are hitting 7 of 15. It's the CBB analytics, 46.7% of those threes. But really, you're dangerous everywhere beyond the arc at this point. How did you get to that point? What were the work? What was the daily work like that you were putting in this summer to get to this moment? Um, a lot of a lot of shooting after conditioning, a lot of work um, with our position coach, with Coach Nikki. Um, just a lot of work with my teammates too, putting in the work. You know, um, Coach Nikki and the staff puts confidence in me to shoot those type of shots. You know, I'm allowed to take a a, a majority of shots that I kind of want to take, like a step back three, or um, I'm, I'm I'm a rhythm shooter, so my team finds me in the right positions, and I'm just there to knock down a shot sometime. But, you know, I'm more than just a three-point shooter, so I think that's what's so special about me is I'm shooting the three very well, and it's going to be even more dangerous when I start, you know, playing downhill the way that I can play and finishing at the rim and facilitating. It seems to me that you are about the healthiest you've been since you've been at Baylor. Just, you know, watching you, watching the bounciness uh, on film. Is that where you're feeling right now? And how, you know, how satisfying, if so, is it to be in a position to – show on a day-in, day-out basis, you know, this is me. This is me at, at 100%. Uh, yeah, like, I'm honestly, like, I'm feeling great. The best I've had since I've been in college for these four years. I think, you know, it plays a part in uh, us having depth um, on this team and not having to carry so much weight on my shoulders with, I think, you know, me and Jada are the best backcourt in the country, and we've proven it day in and day out. And we have um, posts around us, wings around us. This team is just so special. But I think with my body, I think, you know, I'm only getting better as the stretch goes down because I was out for so long and and I'm, I'm starting to get my groove back. Like I'm starting to get that bounce back where I had an AAU and I'm starting to feel like Sarah again. So it's only going to keep getting better. I'm, you know, I'm defending on on that end of the floor. Now I'm having I'm playing better defense because I'm getting in better shape and I'm feeling the best I have in a while. It is great to see. It is evident that is terrible news, of course, for the rest of the Big 12 as you enter conference play. And I want to get into a little bit more about what makes this team special. But before we do, I do want to talk about the new building. And, you know, get, got the opportunity to play in the new arena. Uh, now, as I understand it, at Foster Pavilion, you're just playing games right now. The practice facility is still being built. So you're still practicing at the Fer uh, Ferrell Center. Is that correct? 
That's correct. Yes, sir. So, so what was your kind of first experience with the building? Was it literally when you went to play there uh, at the game this week? Was it prior to that? Like, what's that experience like as a student athlete? Um, we had, I think, uh, maybe two or three practices before we did play the game. But I think um, we didn't realize how real the moment was until they were getting ready to do starting lineups. And you just heard the crowd roar. Like, um, it was amazing. That's an experience I've never really had at Baylor. That gym is special because it was like when we were down in that first half, we had the crowd to lean on. They never gave up on us. They brought a different type of energy that, like I said, I've never experienced before. And we can have that type of energy every night at a home game. This season will be fun and special. It was interesting to me that Mac Rhodes, the AD of Baylor, said that part of opening it early, because again, the idea was it wasn't even necessarily going to be finished mm -hmm. until spring of 2024, was to get seniors the opportunity to play. How much do you kind of feel that in your soul as somebody who got to take advantage of that opportunity? I love Mac, you know, and he loves us, but um, having that opportunity, I think it was very special because now we get to leave a mark in history that we might not have gotten a chance to leave before. Um, we got the first win in there as the women's basketball team. Um, we get to potentially hang up a banner for the Big 12 Conference. Um, we get an opportunity to do everything first, really. So it's very special to have that. You can kind of see we're playing with that chip on our shoulder to do that. And it's, it's fun with the crowd that we have. Like I'm telling you, the atmosphere is just different. And it's something that you want to be a part of because it's very special. Take me into that moment. You're coming off the court. You have that first victory. What's going through your mind? What are you seeing? And what's that locker room like after? Um, Great, uh, great. You know, winning locker room, you know, it's always a fun one. But I think, you know, most of all, we just appreciated the crowd because I think, you know, women's basketball is starting to get the recognition that it deserves. And with the students and just the, the crowd we had was amazing. And uh, we want that every home game, not just a top 25 matchup because the Big 12 is a is a tough conference. But if we get that type of crowd every night, we will come out there and perform the way we did. No question about it. And again, I would argue that Baylor specifically is in need of some more respect. We're going to talk about a lot of the reasons why. When you dig deeper into the numbers, it becomes very obvious that this is a title contender. So we'll be back in segment two talking all about that. But first, of course... Really excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is the sponsor of this episode. BetterHelp is an opportunity to utilize therapy for when you need it, how you need it. You know, you, you get past New Year's, people get obsessed with how to change themselves instead of just expanding on what they're already doing right. So you maybe you organize part of your space, but now you need to organize your mind. BetterHelp allows you to do that because it gives you therapy on your terms. You can go ahead and do it entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Now, if you go to betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA, you can get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Make sure you organize your mind today. So I, I'm a stat nerd, Sarah, as you know, from previous conversations. And the place I'd love to start is you are not what would be called a big team. 
and you know these guards flying around I, I i mean just a point of personal privilege i just love watching you guys play but then you dig into it and you look at like all right where are you guys nationally on the boards mm -hmm. and it's your your top 20 no matter how you measure it you go by defensive rebounding rate you're seventh in the country so it's part of what makes this defense so tough but even the total rebound rate is 16th in the country rebounding everyone will tell you nicky will say it i know it comes back to effort so take me through how you guys are consistently the more effortful team out there whenever you're playing um, I think, you know, that's an area that we've uh, wanted to grow in as a pass is uh, have the guards add a little bit more help when it comes to rebounding. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where this team thrives is on the defensive end. When we get our defense going, our offense comes easy. Like, I never have no question about can we score the ball like that. That's the least of my worries. It's about what we're going to do on defense. Because when we control the game with our defensive tempo, um, it's a hard night for the other team, especially with Jada, the way she she hawks the ball. Uh, she She's somebody you want on your team and surely not handling the ball against because she's going to pick you up 94 feet the whole way, the whole game. I'm like, girl, do you ever get tired? She has a motor that she just goes. Um, but like I said, our defense is something that just gets us going. And I think it, it, starts, with, it starts with Jada. I mean, Jada is intense your intensity out there. Dre Edwards, who we'll talk a little bit more about uh, in terms of just the flexibility that she brings as well. Yaya Felder comes off the bench mm -hmm. and creates problems. Like we, we saw that sort of change of pace energy uh, during the game against TCU. Is it really just a question of running people into the ground? Is that kind of the mentality that you're looking for at the defensive end? Uh, yeah, because I like I think we have the depth to where you can go out there and give a hundred percent because you 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 can get a sub now. Like you don't have to worry about being tired or conserving energy when you're on defense. You give it your all because we got somebody else that's gonna come in and do the same thing. And I think that's what makes it hard on other teams. They don't have the depth that we have. And when you battle with the first five like that, and then you have another five or whoever can come in and do that to you. It just, it wears and tears you down. Like I can speak from the past of being out there for 38, 39 minutes and just getting hit by another team's second line of offense. I mean, of defense when they come out there, it's it's hard to deal with, especially for 40 minutes. And I think that's something where um, we're going to thrive at this year is not only is our first punch hard, but our second punch is even harder. And we just keep punching and punching after that. And we just have legs when sometimes other teams don't. It's been clearly evident in any number of your victories, but also just that jump to go from 84th in defensive rebounding rate up to seventh. Was there a moment early on that you had an understanding that, you know, oh, wow, we have the personnel and the scheme here to be able to do this, to be able to reach, uh, let's say, far greater than the numbers you were putting up consistently on that end last year? Uh, yes, I think, you know, we realized that um, when the guards rebound, it gives us a chance to play in transition a lot more. Um, we play with a different type of pace. When we get that rebound and we get a quick outlet, we just play with a pace that, you know, you got to be in some good shape to do to be able to play like that for 40 minutes. And I think with the depth, like that's why we're so special on both ends of the floor is because you can give it all on both ends because, you know, you got to sub for you that somebody that's going to come in and it's not going to be no drop off. They're going to pick up exactly where we left off. Um, that's what's so special about us.
and that transition game, I mean, 22.4% of the time you guys are operating in transition on the offensive end, and it is so dangerous. Better than a point per possession, according to Synergy, 1.094, right near the top of the country in that as well. So that kind of turnaround makes a difference. It also has to matter that you've got somebody like Dre Edwards finally able to play alongside the rest of you. And I just, you, you know, you look at what Dre is putting up. Uh, you guys have so many people who are elite uh, on the assist end of things. You look at what Dre is able to do rebounding wise. Dre is doing the thing that you have always done. Your steal percentage is way over 2%. Dre is north of three. It, you know, you guys don't necessarily rim protect in order to do this, but you're, you are a top 10 defense overall. Is it just two things? One, is it Dre being on the court that's making a difference, but also the fact that Dre was able to practice with you guys and be immersed in the system coming into this year that helps communicate at the defensive end with her? I think, you know, Dre was hungry from day one when she found out that she wasn't going to be eligible to play um, last year. I think she came in with a type of mindset that um, she was going to prove why she should have been eligible. And she's somebody you want on your team and not playing against because she brings a different type of energy day in and day out. Um, she's a fun player to play with. I know she's always going to communicate no matter what the situation is. She has fun with basketball. She, She's like on that Texas game, I think she kind of set the tone. She broke out and got a steal right off the back, and I think we kind of just fed off of that. I think that's what's so special about us is we feed off of each other's energy, and she's just a, a special player that, like, she can do it all. She can knock the three down. She can finish at the rim, and it's like you said, we have no true rim protector. Um, we just – you just go out there and get after it on defense. I think, you know, that's that's where we're at our best is we're, we're gonna pick you up 94 feet. We're we're gonna cause havoc. We're gonna we're gonna speed you up and make you play with a pace that maybe you're not used to, but we're gonna rebound the ball and play in transition. Now I've known your game and you long enough to know this is what you always bring to the table. But this is this team up and down the roster is doing it for Nikki together. And I just I just wonder. What it is you think about Nikki Collin as a coach that leads to people buying in the way your team clearly has so far this year? Um, you know, she's been where we want to all go, possibly at the end of the day. She's coached in the league. But uh, she gives you that confidence, I think, that every player needs. Um, she knows when to get on you and she knows when to pull back. She's a special coach to play for. Um, she lets us go out there. She doesn't hold anybody back. She always tells you, show me what you can do and what you can't do because she's going to let you do it. She knows our strengths and our weaknesses. She's never going to put us in a position to fail. And we always know that she has our best interests at heart, and it makes us want to play even harder for her. It is remarkable to see. It was a matter of when, not if, I think very clearly. And to your point about the lead in the future, I am, as always, excited about the Sarah Andrews future. We're going to talk a little bit about that in segment three. But first... I want to let you guys at home know about FanDuel, and FanDuel is offering an opportunity to bet on the NFL, which is a league that I guess you can watch if there's no women's basketball on. Right now, FanDuel offers you $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Now, that's win or lose, so you can even bet on, like, I don't know, the New York Giants, and it doesn't matter. You get $150 in bonus bets for same-game parlays, other parlays, over, under, even individual players, 
you name it, FanDuel has it all for you. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make that bet and take that extra money from them. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So, Sarah, you mentioned the lead. You mentioned the WNBA. And I've been talking about you as a future WNBA player since I I think our first conversation was freshman year. So it's been uh, been throughout. You have, I guess, a decision to make, first of all. Right. Have you have you given that some thought? Is that something um, that, you know, feels certain to you? And then, you know, regardless of where you are on that, let's just talk about where you're going. Uh, you know, I'm giving it some thought, talked it over with my family and my coaches. You know, at the end of the day, first off, I want to, you know, finish this season out right, do big things in this season. Um, got a lot I want to finish in college. Um, with the potential of coming back is a thought too. So that's I'm always open to coming back because of how special women's basketball is in college right now. So open to that thought very much. It's so interesting. It's a conversation that hasn't been in women's basketball. And obviously the COVID year has allowed for it to be a conversation that's much more common. There is a CBA coming up, of course, in the WNBA. allows the opportunity for a number of things, not least of which increased money for the rookie scale, all of those things. How much of the WNBA itself and sort of where it is at that moment on the business side plays a part in the way you're thinking about things? Uh, it plays a huge part, I think, with um, NIL coming into college basketball um, was a thing that I think, you know, is needed for a while, but it opened up a lot of opportunities. And that's, I think, a lot of reasons of why I'm open to the thought of also coming back to college, because I think also, one, you only get this moment once in life. And I'm having some of the, some of the most fun I've had in basketball. Like, this is the best time in your life where you have not entered the real world yet. So that's um, another reason why I'm like, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to come back to college, but I also see that the, the WNBA is growing tremendously. And I think it's finally getting the recognition that it needs. And it's it's only going to continue to get bigger and bigger. And with it expanding and opening up to new ideas, I think, you know, it, it trickles up players about like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to the league or am I going to come back? I think, you know, you got to kind of pick your poison, but I think, you know, either or wouldn't be a bad idea. It's a win-win for you clearly. And I, again, I just need to share a couple of things, you know, and, and there's a point for the listeners to understand, Sarah, you came in performing at an elite level, but you have elevated your game across the board. You look at something like turnover percentage and you were at 19.6 in your freshman year and you have that all the way down to 13.1, which is the 84th percentile in the country, which is just a crazy number given how much the ball is in your hand. You look at at the free throw line. You were 60% when you got here. You're at 78% now coming through this year. We talked about the three-point shot as well. And moreover, the way your game is built to be a dual threat, somebody who is deadly off the ball, somebody who is capable of running offenses is a very hard thing for WNBA teams to find. And I lay all that out to say, as you think of it, because I know you're always looking for what's the next step. What do you want to add to your game before you get to the lead, whether that's this year, whether that's next year? What's on your agenda? Um, just being more consistent, um, and finishing at the rim a lot more and even getting, getting more in it out in defense. I think, you know, I want to be dominant on both ends of the floor because I'm a small player. Uh, you know, I got to 
I got to take advantage of areas that I know that I'm best in. I got to take care of the ball a little more. I got to finish at the rim and make the right decisions when the ball is in my hand. Um, but most of all, I want to get after it on defense a little more. I think I've grown in that area. And I'm just curious to see, you know, what's next to grow in my game. You and me both. I guess the last part I'll leave you on is this. This is a Baylor team that's undefeated. This is a Baylor team that rightly has championship aspirations. How are you as a team measuring that success? And is it the type of thing that you guys are talking about on a daily basis? Or just curious how you go about creating that arc for yourselves. I think we know we're a very talented team, but I think we know it starts in practice. But we also take it one game at a time. We don't look ahead on our schedule. We take it one game at a time because we know the Big 12 has grown and every every night is a fight. So I think, you know, like we beat TCU last night, but we're, we're thinking about now we play Houston uh, the next game. So how do we prepare for Houston? And after we get done taking care of Houston, then we'll prepare for our next game. But we don't look ahead on the schedule. We take it one game at a time. We stay humble. We stay poised. We we don't let anything affect us because we know who we are, and we're going to stick to playing Baylor basketball at the end of the day. Playmaker and banner hanger Sarah Andrews, I am delighted you joined us. Thank Appreciate you. your time. To our listeners, thank you for always making us your first listen every day. We will be back with you tomorrow. The great Jackie Powell will be hosting our Friday show. I'll be back with you next week. Until then, I'm Howard Magdal wishing all of you a wonderful Thursday. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 